I'm Lizzie. And I'm Hazel. And we're Carrot and Stick. A new writing podcast that's all about trying out weird writing advice on the internet and seeing if it's actually helpful in fighting writer's block. This week's advice was not weird advice so much as one that I feel like everyone gets at some point, which is maybe you shouldn't spend so much time on social media. And yet it is some of the hardest advice to follow. (laughs) I don't know if you're talking about any one of us in particular when you say that. No, no, of course not. I think everyone struggles with this, though. It's the weird new modern problem to have, which is that you spend way too much time on some form of social media. Nods. Nods slowly and sadly. So this week, we deleted Facebook and Twitter and Tumblr and Instagram and Goodreads and all of those distracting things off of our phones, and we recorded the results. So Hazel, how did you do? How many words did you write this week? Do brainstorming and character surveys count? I think so. I'm kind of in the same boat where I didn't really write a lot of words, but I did a, I still did a good amount of work that you can't count as easily. Is this more editing work that you're talking about? Yeah, I was mostly editing this week. Okay, and we said that editing counts, so yeah, brainstorming should count, I hope. It's unseen writing, but it's still writing. I think so. I think it counts. I I did some brainstorming that I ended up writing in a notebook, so I felt like it counted. Okay, so if that counts, then I'm 2,000. Nice! I, I hit like around 600. And this could be this could be a good time for me to bring up another thing, which is like, I do a lot of online role-playing, which is like D&D in text, basically, and that's all like words written, technically. But I don't know if that should add to my word count or not, especially since it's not like it's not purely brought to life by just me. Mm -hmm. I think it depends if it's something. I mean, this is just completely subjective. But if it's something that I you need help working on or getting motivated to work on, I would say you could count it. If it's something that you're doing just to pad the word count to make it seem higher, then I would say maybe don't include it. Yeah, I feel like it doesn't count because one, it doesn't contribute to any projects that I've been that I'm working on personally. And two, it is like kind of effortless writing, Mm -hmm. which is good, but also not what we're talking about in this podcast. Yeah, I think so. Similarly, with all the coverage I write, sometimes I look at that and go, each one of these pieces of coverage is 2000 words. But I know that if I do that, I'll just be kind of making excuses for myself. (laughs) It's not an excuse. I think we're just talking about two different elements of our writing lives. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So what did you work on this week? I worked primarily on um, that new witch story I talked about last time. I worked more yeah, on that. Yeah, witches. Which felt good. Yeah. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. What about you? Uh, still revising the opening of my novel forever. <laughs> it's going to take time. It sucks, but it's going to take time. Yeah, I'm starting to come to terms with that. But it did feel good this week where I think it's getting better. I definitely thought of my positive affirmation a few times of like, oh, I, one of the pieces was I'm a better writer than I was a year ago. And I definitely had that thought when I was rereading some of the stuff that I had edited or completely thrown out the window and rewritten two weeks ago. I felt a little less anxious after reading that and thinking that it wasn't the worst thing I had ever read. So huzzah. Sometimes when you read those things, you definitely think like, not only am I a better writer than I was a year ago, I am a better writer than I was yesterday. (laughs) On that funny note, do you want to reveal what was in your personal notes this week? Oh, the personal note searching. (laughs) Yes. So Lizzie talked about doing this new segment where we look at our notes to ourselves in our phones or in our notebooks about just like ideas we jot down to make sure we don't forget and read them and see if we can make any sense of them out of context. Yeah, I actually went as far back as 2013 and found some really weird ones that I have no idea what they mean. So I'm going to read one to Hazel, and she's going to tell me what she thinks past Lizzie meant. Ahem. This is going to be really hard, I feel like. One note simply read, 
Rats are also a ticking time bomb. What? I mean, in that they carry disease? Okay, so was this related to your first novel? Um, there were no rats in that. It might have been D&D. There weren't any rats in our house, were there? No, I would have eradicated them. I would have eradicated them. Hey! <laughs> and the award for best joke of the podcast episode goes to... Yes. <laughs> Do you want me to read mine from last night? Ooh, yes. Given that you know what I'm working on, it's going to make a lot more sense. But I have this note from last night where all it says is, witches hate guns. <laughs> That's like a good house motto, I think. Oh, like a Hogwarts house? Yeah, or Game of Thrones house. So that's that's what I'm working with. It's not as exciting as rats can be killers, too. Ticking time bombs? <laughs> Ticking time bombs. <laughs> I also had um, a note that just said, The Inevitable Book. How mysterious. That's also kind of an affirmation. It could be. Yeah, the book is inevitable. Can I read you two more? Sorry, there were so many silly ones. No, it's fine. Please tell me. Uh, I found one that said, French a caramel cream. Wait, what? <laughs> this is maybe like a, a self-note, like, oh, I can describe this, eating this food like this. Like you're, like you're French kissing a, a caramel cream? I don't even know what a caramel cream is. Oh, well, that's the part where we fall short then. I assume that you did, because I don't know either. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe Sleep Lizzie wrote this note. Who can say? Okay, what's the last one? The last silly one from 2014 just said, emotional gladiator. Nice. Nice. Part of me's like, I wish that were my Twitter handle. It can be. It still can be. I really like how our, t- our tangent brought us right back to social media as if we had never left it all. <laughs> oh my gosh, there you go. So Hazel, did you think that deleting all of your social media apps was successful for you? I'm going to come off as really bitter in this episode because <laughs> I, I think I'm inclined to just look really favorably upon my Twitter addiction because I want to tell myself that it has meaning. But I think in general, like, yes, when I was writing, I wasn't on Twitter But also when I wasn't writing, I was doing things like watching a lot of Netflix or reading. So I think that no matter what, your brain will find ways to veg out and be unproductive when it needs to like reset itself. Mm -hmm. And whether you're watching something on TV or just reading Twitter, it doesn't make a huge difference which thing that happens to be. Mm -hmm. That's my opinion. But I think the one case where it was really helpful was where like if I was walking down the street or on the train, I wasn't on Twitter just kind of scrolling through and browsing, but I was listening to something else or just thinking. And those times would be when I would brainstorm, surprisingly, and think about, like, new ideas for characters and concepts and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's not necessarily the time that you're writing where avoiding social media helps, but the time that you're not writing, because it opens up more time for thinking about your work and what you want to do with it next. That reminds me too, I have a friend who, uh, or a few friends actually, but I have a friend I was talking to recently who deactivated Facebook completely. And I asked her how that was going. And her response was, I just find other ways to waste my time. So there is definitely an element I think of, like you were saying that you need a certain amount of time to veg out and not be thinking. And so if, if, if social media is that, 
no harm, no foul. But I think it is those moments where you wouldn't be doing anything. I actually, did I ever tell you that one time I was getting a car wash and I was reading a book and this guy, I mean, for one, he was interrupting me reading, which was sort of weird, but he came up to me to basically high five me for reading a book. He was like, you're the only person here not on a phone. You're reading a book. And I did not have the heart to tell him I was reading a book for work. That's also so rude though, because like anybody else there could have been reading a book on their phone. I hate technological or like anti-technological elitists like that. I do too. It drives me insane. I hate that as well. Um, During my college job, when we would have these like big meetings um, about nothing, um, sometimes it was weird. Like if I pulled out my Kindle, people would have been like, oh my God, what are you doing? That's so rude. You can't do that in this situation. But I would sit there and read books on my phone because it was more socially acceptable to be scrolling on your Facebook or quote unquote checking your email, even though obviously no one would be doing that during this meeting. But the stigma of like being so absorbed in a book, like why are, why is that worse? I don't understand. It's only because people can tell what you're doing. Yeah. Like, if you're on a phone, they have to guess, and that makes you an unknown rogue element. (laughs) Well, I do like being a rogue. So yeah, I would say that it was successful in helping me just think about my writing and my stories more on my off time, but it wasn't helpful in, like, helping me sit down to write. For me, I definitely felt more focused. I would call this challenge a success, I think. I felt that I could easily redirect my energy into writing, which was awesome, Um, because I felt like I got rid of that sort of in the back of your mind itch to just pick up your phone the second you have that five seconds of free time. Though sometimes this sort of putting my energy into other things sometimes was like playing Dots and Co. on my phone. So wait a second. So when you have five seconds free, you're not going to like sit down and start working on your editing, right? You don't have that time. But I start working on something that gets me closer to doing that. Like I'm just more likely if I if it's like, oh, I have five seconds and I was going to like pull out my phone and look at it. Instead, I will get out of the chair I'm sitting at at the dining room table and go take a shower right now instead of in five minutes so that when I get out of the shower and then I start doing my work, like it just I started compressing time so that by the time that it got to the end of the day, for example, I was done an hour earlier than I would have been with all my work. So I got to sit down and work on personal stuff, basically. That makes a lot of sense. Props. Yeah, I have to confess that I actually did break over the course of this week. I was really, really good for five days. And then there was a major news event. And I went and just read the news normally. And then I was like, "Mm, but I really need to know how people are reacting because I've become that kind of person. Mm -hmm. And so I broke. I went on Twitter. I scrolled for quite a while. It felt so good. (laughs) But um, endorphins. Indeed. the, The rush was so incredible. But I like to think that I kept to the spirit of the challenge because it wasn't it was quite late at night or early in the morning. And it wasn't like I would have been spending that time writing immediately. But like you said, compressing time, starting your day earlier or finishing it earlier is how you find the time for writing. Ugh, you're so right. I hate how right you are. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. So what what surprised you about this week's challenge? Um, I definitely did feel like just the physical act of moving the social media apps to the sixth page of my iPhone. And I counted it was six pages. Moving them definitely did keep me from clicking on them. But then this is the part where I hate my brain. Like after I did that, I discovered I could swipe left on my phone And then all of those apps would be waiting for me under the Siri app suggestions thing, which is where there's like the little preview of the news or the weather or whatever. It would it had like Facebook and Instagram and Twitter waiting for me right there. And then I seriously cheated more when I knew I could get to it in one swipe to the left instead of six swipes to the right. 
that's the sort of thing that drives me crazy about social media is that I really feel like my brain is like craving just the junk food of saying, oh, just for 30 seconds, I'll do this before I have to start that thing. That's why I was telling you, like, I I felt like the real boost was to um, just doing things instead of trying to come up with things to slow down me getting stuff done. Yeah, I cheated I guess more than I let on earlier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, if somebody said, oh, I sent you something on Twitter, then I would go and check to see what they had sent me. Because it seems rude to just ignore their message otherwise. Or if uh, I had to post something on Facebook for my job or check my company's Twitter, I would kind of peek on my own Twitter and see, like, oh, do I have any messages? And if I didn't, I would back out quickly and it was all okay. But I was like, oh, but I'm using this for a legitimate reason. So it doesn't hurt if I just kind of like poke in and see what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> and in the case of me, so I don't have an iPhone. I use an Android phone. And the way Android works is you have all of your apps in an alphabetized app tray. And you don't have to put them all on the home screen if you don't want to. So I just took them off my home screen. I didn't delete them because I thought I might need them for work. I felt like I also fell off towards the end of the week because I had things to post towards the end of the week. And then when I actually posted things, then I had that itch to check on them and see how they were doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was easier to ignore when I wasn't participating. Exactly. It was just so hard. (laughs) Uh, what What else slayed you this week? Really just stress, nothing else. That's all I have in my survey is just the word stress. (laughs) That's fair. Um, For me, I had family in town, so I kind of lost my entire weekend. So that was was unfortunate. I felt like I had more time and energy to write thanks to not checking social media as much, but then it didn't didn't pay off as well as I thought it would because I just didn't have time. Well, none of these challenges happen in a vacuum. There's always going to be other things that affect it. That's true. And I know this is kind of skipping ahead to my goals for next week, but my plan is to continue not like a full lockdown from social media, but I definitely am going to keep those apps, you know, many, many pages over in my phone and be aware of when I'm clicking on them and try to limit myself to checking them only once or twice a day. Ha, they are going right back to where I like them as soon as this recording session is over. But (laughs) what I think I will do is be more aware of when I've spent a long time scrolling. Because in the past, I'll kind of notice that I've been scrolling for quite a while. And I'll think like, hmm, that's funny. But now I think I'll try to, you know, do what you did and be aware of what else I could be doing in that time and how that freed up time could lead to writing time later. Yeah, for me too, I feel like it's the distinction between the impulse to open the apps to waste time versus when you are setting out time because you want to check them, if that makes sense. Like, is this your, is this you're going to scroll on Twitter for 15 minutes because you want to be caught up with everything? Or is it you're scrolling on Twitter for 15 minutes because the screenplay you're reading is terrible? (laughs) The you in this situation is me. Yeah, I got that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think for me specifically, and anybody else who happens to live in a big city, is I think a good way to ban Twitter is to not use it when you're on public transit or when you're just walking around. Like, those are two times that I find I do surprisingly good brainstorming or, like, think of ideas for what I'm working on. Eliminating Twitter from my life would not only keep my bandwidth down for the month, but just be helpful for writing. Mm -hmm. And then maybe not so much when I'm just lounging around in my room. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. So what helped you write this week or inspired you? Going outside, like I said I would. Yay, outside! Also talking to you about character and plot brainstorming, that helped a lot. I have that in mind, too. Oh, friendship! Oh my gosh, that warms my heart so much. (laughs) 
Yeah, I felt like we had a really good brainstorming session. And then last night, I talked to Ben. Also, I feel like we should maybe explain that Ben is my husband slash a really good friend of Hazel's, too. He's really cool. We like him. He's a great guy. Yeah. He wears ties with dinosaurs on them. It's true. Thanks for listening, Ben. Anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, last night, um, I felt like I didn't want to sit down and edit the beginning of my book. And... So instead of force myself to edit and not get very much done or completely abandon it, I just cornered Ben and said, Ben, these are my problems. This is what I this is why I I don't want to sit down and work on it. And so we worked those out and that was really, really helpful. Nice. Yay, brainstorm. That is really good. Yeah, it was awesome. I felt and then I felt really energized for writing today. So it was it was awesome. Self high five. Another thing that inspired me this week is I recently got into this podcast called JoJo's Bizarre Explainer, and for those who aren't familiar, it's like a episode-by-episode analysis-slash-explainer podcast of uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, which is a really, really long manga and anime. And, um, like, the way they talk about the creator, Araki, and his attitude towards his creators and the stories he writes, just... It's so filled with love and admiration for someone who's really unashamed of what they like that it just makes me excited to create, too. So I I highly recommend that podcast. And, I mean, if you want to go and watch all of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, which I also recommend just because it's amazing. So what was your overall judgment for deleting social media apps? My overall judgment? Okay, just to reiterate very quickly, um, I think it's helpful to pick certain parts of your life where you think that you're could be more productive with your brainstorming or just passive story considerations and cut Twitter out there. I don't think it's helpful for cutting it out of your whole week because you're going to find ways to let your brain recharge and and have some downtime anyway. And for me, it's like my major way of taking in news and not being able to take in news is very frustrating. So use wisely. I feel like we could have told ourselves that before the challenge even started, but now I know it with my heart and my body. Yeah, I think overall I would consider this one to be a success and in the future, I, I can't keep the apps completely deleted for similar reasons of work slash keeping connected to people, but I will use them less. I think that it's a success and that checking it once or twice a day feels like it will help me with getting more writing done. So I would say give this a shot if you're on the fence about it. You don't have to be as extreme as deactivating Facebook, but you could try just, you know, limiting the number of times you log in. Or you could just see, like, which social media apps you you care about the most and then just kind of ignoring the rest. Like, for me, getting rid of Instagram was not a challenge at all. Yeah, that would hurt my soul. I love the pictures. (laughs) Let's see. So next week's challenge... Wait, no, hold on. I want to ask you, what are your goals for next week? Oh, my goals are just to continue to stay off the social media apps um, as I edit my book. Yeah. Rooting for you. Thank you. We'll get there. (laughs) So for me... um, Next week is my first week at my new job, so I'm quietly freaking out about everything. So my, my goal for next week is to just write at all. If I come back and my word count is zero, please don't judge me. Fair enough. I think, too, that um, if, for example, you only get in two solid days of writing or working on anything, you can just kind of see like how, the, how our next challenge affected those days where you were able to find the time. That's how I'm going to roll. Though our next challenge is super fun, and so I do want to make time for it if I can. Yeah, it is really fun. Next week, we're going to be listening to a pump-up jam. I came across this piece of advice through the various writing blogs and social properties of M. Kirin, who is another um, writer advice blogger and also a writer themselves. 
what it entails is making a playlist of like your favorite songs that just make you really energized and excited to create and listening to one song off that playlist with no distractions, just that song, and then turn that song off and write in total silence with no distractions after that and see how it affects your writing. Yeah. Dancing is optional, but encouraged. I will probably end up dancing regardless of where I am. So I'm excited for people who sit next to me at Starbucks. <laughs> I'm excited for once we complete the challenge, we're going to share our playlists with each other. And Hazel has really good music taste, so I'm excited for that. I'm excited to share my music with you, actually. <laughs> I'm going to get some new K-pop jams, I assume. You completely are. Yes. 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 Excellent. So, Hazel, what was your favorite thing of the week this week? So my favorite thing of the week, let me just pull it up so I don't get the title wrong. After talking about sci-fi and AI last week, I remembered this uh, fanfic that I read a while back that is a, like, astronaut AI uh, AU, which stands for Alternate Universe. And um, the fandom it's written for is Yuri on Ice, which is an anime that aired this last year, I think. And... um, I introduced it to Lizzie as well, and she enjoyed, which makes me so happy. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a story about ice skating. But uh, this is a Yuri on Ice fanfic. You can find it on Archive of Our Own. Just You just Google it, and the title is In This Home We Built. Quietly sobs. Yes. Check that out if you like Yuri on Ice and if you enjoy sci-fi alternate universe tellings. Nice. That sounds awesome. My weekly favorite of the week, yes, was... Um, the Game of Thrones finale, not the finale of the show, but the finale of the second to last season. It was really good, especially after a sort of, I wouldn't call the season mediocre, but it was not the strongest season. uh, And it wasn't really clear what it was building to necessarily. And so the finale was just really refreshing. It was really, really character driven after a season that has been kind of awkwardly plot driven instead. So it was it was really cool. Also, I got to see it in a giant movie theater, which was amazing. Was it like a public viewing type thing? Um, I have a friend who works at Panavision. So they have a little theater in their headquarters and he invited us to watch it there. So it was kind of awkward because we were still just streaming it off of HBO now. Like at one point it was we we're still watching it in this giant theater and then it started it buffered and paused. And we were like, woohoo. That's really cute, though. I'm sorry I don't have more to say on this. I have also read the Game of Thrones books, but I don't watch the TV show. I just stubbornly refuse. And I could tell that everyone around me was freaking out because I went on Facebook briefly and everyone was making very politely vague comments about uh, their their shock and awe because I blocked everybody who spoils Game of Thrones from me on Facebook, so they're no longer around. <laughs> it was the best decision I've ever made. Probably a wise decision. I know, I've been... I've. I've been so stressed out this season because of all of the episodes leaking ahead of time, where I just know, especially Twitter, I get worried that it's just a minefield of spoilers. You know, Twitter has been surprisingly good to me. You know what actually spoils me more is Google. <gasps> oh my gosh. I complained to a friend of mine who works at Google about this, is like, while I'm consuming some piece of media, I'll then want to like check something really basic. Like, I'll be like, oh, what did their costume look like again? And so I'll type in the character's name, and then the Google will autocomplete with the word death. <gasps> what? Because Google is terrible and doesn't understand human feelings. Oh. So it's it's used to people searching for, like, retellings of that character's death moment, and that's not what I wanted. I just wanted to remember what their costume looked like. Oh, yikes. That's a horrible way to find out that a beloved character is dead. Yeah, so don't Google anything until you're done watching, guys. 
If you want to hear more about our musings on writing and Game of Thrones and fan fiction, you know, whatever, follow us on Twitter at Lizzie and Hazel. And that's Lizzie with a Y. You can also reach us at carrotandstickpodcast at gmail.com or visit our Tumblr at carrotandstickpodcast. Want to take a moment to thank Slime Girls for our intro and outro music. The song is You Belong off No Summer No Cry. And it's almost the end of summer, so go listen to that entire album because it's incredible and it'll only make you feel a really, really special way this time of year. And then the rest of the year, you'll feel wistful for that time you felt that thing. I don't know. When summer ends, I will I will stop crying. <laughs> all, all summer, I'll cry. Too hot. <laughs> I die. Ooh, what a poem. <laughs> Write that down. Write that down. <laughs> Put it on an iPhone note that we will later find and think is cryptic. All right, guys. We'll see you all in episode three. Shake your booty. Write some words. Bye.